So many times when you start your podcast, you really have no idea what to expect. And the only way you can gauge your success many times is by what you've seen on Facebook groups or what you're hearing from other podcasters. And you think, wow, that's a huge amount of success. If I only have a fraction of that, I'll be doing awesome. And so what I see very often is that people have a skewed view of reality of being a podcaster. And so today, I want to give you a little bit of a reality check. It's tough love, but you're going to need it because it will help you not feel quite so bad about yourself whenever you think things might be going wrong. We'll talk about it right after this. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and I am so glad you decided to join me today. I know you have a lot of things that you could be listening to, but I'm so glad that it's important enough for you to learn how to monetize your podcast that you came here for some advice. And one of the things I want to talk to you about today, and let me just not be rude and not introduce myself, but um, my name is Christy Hostler. I have a full service podcast production company called Team Podcast. I am focused on specifically helping podcasters monetize. So I have a lot of coaching clients that I work with for monetizing. And I also do um, some other things like podcast tune-ups and things like that to really help podcasters move the needle on their monetization. Because we know there is money out there to be made in podcast land, and I want you to make it. I've made over a million dollars from podcasting, and you can too, because trust me, my learning curve was steep, and you're already way ahead of me if you're listening to this show. So it took me this long to get here. And if you're here already, then and you're well ahead of my pace. So um, one of the things that I find a big letdown whenever podcasters, you know, they go through all the hype of I'm starting a podcast, I'm starting a podcast. They go through, you know, I've got all this equipment and my equipment sounds really good. And they either get really enamored with their voice or they hate the way their voice sounds. But they're like, oh, cool. When you put uh, music underneath my show and you got these intros and outros and these things, they just sound so official and so professional. And wow, I've got my podcast and they they launch the podcast and then like not many people listen. They don't really know what to expect. And they're like, was this good or is this bad? And I've literally had people launch three episodes and never come back to podcasting. And it's like, what were they expecting? Did they think like automatically they were going to get 10,000 people downloading their show overnight for no apparent reason? Well, no, it's a long slog for a lot of people. Now, what I want to tell you today is just a reality check to make sure that you don't give up on something too soon. But at the same time, this has no bearing on whether you can earn money or not with your podcast. You need to know these things. So if anything, you can then shortcut success, right? So it's a way to tell you what averages are and what I'm seeing with clients. And over the years, I've worked with almost well, close to 300 podcasts, and there is a lot of commonalities. And so I want to show you those. So one of the things that I, people always struggle with is how many downloads is normal? Like, is this good? Is this bad? I have this many downloads. 
downloads, Christy, and is this good or is this bad? So for most people, most podcasters, the first barrier is getting to that thousand download month. And so when you get to a thousand download month, then the the from one to five thousand will come much quicker often than the from zero to one thousand a month. So most podcasts, and you can go in and look at uh, Libsyn puts out uh, numbers on this. You know, you see that the average, I think they call it the median number of podcast downloads in a month is something like 127, right? So, I mean, think about that. When you see people talking about getting 20, 30, 40, 100,000, 150,000 downloads in a month, they are truly in the upper 1% of podcasters. So be realistic, you know, and understand that that zero to 1,000 will be your first milestone. So the quicker you can hit 1,000 downloads in a single month, then the quicker you can keep pushing on to that 5,000 and then that 10,000 downloads load mark a month. That's what you want to be, um, you know, focused on. The, the thing is, you know, focusing on downloads alone doesn't mean anything because I've told you stories and stories and stories of podcasters that I've worked with and they had 700 downloads in a month and then they kept working. They eventually had 7,000 and then they had more than 10,000 downloads and they still weren't making any money. Right. So it's not alone. I mean, it, it doesn't mean anything alone in a vacuum other than it's a vanity metric that people are listening like that's how you as a podcaster know. It's so funny. I had a podcast launch one time and this podcaster wanted me to put an opt in on their homepage on their website. And I'm like, that's fine. We just need a lead magnet and blah, 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 blah. And so we were going to put this opt in on their homepage. And the opt in got put in on the because of they didn't get us the lead magnet in time. And there was some, you know, technical issues behind the scenes. So their podcast launched. And it was literally like three days after their podcast launched that their opt-in was up and ready to go. And I can remember getting like sort of a hostile email from this client talking about, you know, they wonder how many download, how many opt-ins they missed out on from the launch of their podcast because the opt-in wasn't ready to like three days after they launched. And granted, if they had gotten us everything on time and there weren't problems on their back end, we could have had it all set up. But I had to chuckle to myself because the idea that you as a podcaster will come out with a podcast episode and number one will have a juicy enough anything, lead magnet, freebie, whatever you want to call it, to get someone listening to your podcast right away to go to your website to download something that you have or to opt in for something is just really unheard of. It can literally take months for the average listener to begin going to your website to opt in to something. So you could literally have an opt-in up for an entire year. And unless you are doing some special offers and you are really selling it hard, I would say an average podcaster may get like 100 opt-ins a year. Does that surprise you? I mean, think about it. Podcasts are one of the things that you can do while you're multitasking, right? You can be cooking dinner, you can be mowing grass, you can be at the gym, you can be babysitting, you can do all kinds of things while you're listening to a podcast. You can be in the car, right? And it's not always convenient for somebody to go to your website. By that same token, people many times are on their smartphone while they're listening to a podcast, and many of them are not going to go from their podcast app, toggle over to their web browser, and remember a URL that you gave them to go and put in and opt in to your lead magnet. But what you have to realize is 
in true measure of statistics and what your success really is as a podcaster is more to do with how many opt-ins you have for your email list versus how many downloads you have, right? Both tell you something, but downloads are definitely a vanity metric, but opt-ins are for real. Opt-ins are people wanting your content. And so what you have to realize is if you want them to go to your website and do something, opt into something, download something, whatever it is you have for them to do, you have got to give them a very, very juicy reason to go to your website. And you've got to give them something that is of highly, highly desired and it's highly valued. Otherwise, they're not going to do it. It's not worth it to them. But what many happens many times is podcasters will create one lead magnet and it's like the 10 ways to blah, de, blah, de, blah. And that's the same lead magnet. They never get anyone to opt in on it, but they never change the opt in. So there it would be the equivalent of me going out fishing and I have one rod and one type of bait and I go to one spot. Now, I don't know if you ever come fishing with me, man, you're going to be surprised because there's going to be 18 rods on the boat. There's going to be six different types of bait. There's going to be artificial things. There's, there's going to be island lures. There's going to be all kinds of things. Rigged ballyhoo. I mean, it's just going to be crazy. We have a smorgasbord out there. You know why? Because my goal when I go fishing is to come back with the fish box full. And if I go out with one type of rod or one rod and one type of bait, I might not run into anything that's interested in that that day. But if I take all my equipment and I have 18 rods and some of them are trolling rods and some of them are jigging rods and some of them are snapper catching, reef fishing, you know, rods, those are also each going to have a special kind of bait that I'm going to use. And you know why? If I'm going out... And if you're going out on your podcast and you want to get results, you want to come back with your fish box full, you've got to be prepared. So if one type of bait isn't working, I will switch to another type. And if the spot where I am isn't working, I'll move to another spot. It just makes sense. It's logical, right? So if you put out a lead magnet and you make a legitimate effort to test it and see if it's highly desired and it doesn't get any opt-ins, then think about it. You probably need to change what you're doing. I'm going to give you a quick shortcut here. If you have a lead magnet and it's highly desirable, why not take $20, a nice crisp $20 bill and head on over to your Facebook business manager and set up an ad sequence where you're running ads targeted to your ideal person for the niche you're in with that lead magnet as a free download. So there's nothing they have to pay for. You're just going to spend $20 to go out there on Facebook and see if people are interested in this. If you spend $20, $30, $40, whatever it is, and you get people that click through and don't download your free thing, then your free thing ain't, ain't all that, right? Because if they don't even want it for free, then you've learned. Go try something different. And keep doing that until you get one that people are opting into. And that's why people say give away more value than you feel like you should for free, because it takes that in this day and age to get people to move, to get people to get to your website, to get people to opt in to what you're doing. 
So that's a little tip on lead magnets and lead generation and that sort of thing. But here's the other thing. I see this happen very often with podcasters. And when they start out, they go out and they sign up for an audible. They're like, I'm going to start out. My main goal for monetization to start out with is I'm going to monetize through affiliates. I'm going to do if um, I'm going to got my audible signed up, I'm going to be audible affiliate. I've got my Amazon signed up for I'm going to be Amazon affiliate. And um, there's might be something else I'm going to be an affiliate for. And the, they never get any opt-ins from it. And what you have to realize is you have to be very careful or choosy, I should say. Now, unless you are doing a book club or something like that where you're leading people through um, Audible or you're talking to people on interviews about the books they write and that sort of thing, it might be really hard to get people to use your Audible to sign in, sign up for, for you to get any what I think is, is it, I don't know, is it $15 or something you get per opt-in for Audible? And some people are like, oh, I need to, like, I mean, if I had 100 of those a month, that would be awesome. That'd be like 1500 bucks. But the problem is, it's going to take you all month to get one opt-in, if that. So you have to look at your affiliates like this. Everyone does Audible. And you actually have to do ad read for Audible. And the thing is, you don't have anything special for your audience like anyone else that is an audible affiliate is going to be doing the same thing and they're going to be saying use my code and get a free book right that's the same offer everyone has so there's no incentive for someone to go to yours versus someone else's and so it's going to take you a lot of putting it out there plus the other part is many of the people by now like has audible reached a saturation level like a lot of people have already had audible accounts didn't use all the books end up canceling the audible accounts right so It's not really on the cutting edge of anything. And you might want to become an Amazon affiliate. I I recommend my clients become Amazon affiliates because Amazon is a little bit different. It's not going to make you a lot of money immediately. It's not going to, you know, it's one of those things where you're building over time. It's sort of like SEO or something where you're building a web of affiliate links page by page and post by post on your website. And so if you don't do it two years from now, you're going to have 350 posts on your website that have zero affiliate links and have the ability to bring you in zero dollars a month because they're not affiliated with Amazon. But if you start now and you become an Amazon affiliate, you know, you might get uh, 86 cents this month um, of Amazon commission. And 86 cents isn't that much, but you're just starting out. So maybe, you know, six months from now, you get $1.87 of uh, affiliate commission. And then you keep building and you keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep linking up books and things that are on Amazon that are talked about in your podcast. And eventually you might get to a point where you're making 10 or 15 or 20 or my gosh, if you do a, a post about your morning ritual or what you do you know, during the day and you link up all the products that you use in your Amazon account then you're putting out blog posts that promote Amazon affiliate links. You might have a big month, especially around Christmas, where you have like $70 or $80. Now, no one is going to live full-time off their Amazon affiliate commission, especially after Amazon cut affiliate commission on during pandemic. So it's, it's a small amount. But what it can be is truly passive income. Like I'm not doing anything every week to get Amazon affiliate commission, but I have, you know, thousands of links out there on my website 
that I have put out there with each podcast. We link up our, you know, books and, and anything else that we do. I've got them on posts all around on different websites that I have where the links are there. And the reason they're there is because at some point in time, they're going to those pages are probably going to get traffic. And I want it to if I'm sending traffic to Amazon, I want to get credit for it. Not going to again, not going to be something you can live off of. You may in a couple of years get to the point where you're going to kind of count on your podcast hosting fees to be paid for realistically, but it'll take you a while to get anything. So, I mean, understand what you're looking at with this type of stuff. If you really want um, uh, affiliates and you really want to find affiliates that are going to work for your audience, figure out the products that you and your audience use and then make it a point to pitch them and sell them. I'm affiliates like if in my regular business, my team podcast business, every single month I'm setting up new podcasts. I'm launching new podcasts for clients. So it makes sense for me to be an affiliate of the podcast hosting companies that my clients depend on me to recommend to them. Now, I don't recommend clients to podcast hosts because I'm affiliate an affiliate. I recommend them to the hosts that I use and the hosts that I love and the hosts that I love working with. And because of my relationship with them, I went ahead and became an affiliate. But even then, if I had two podcast hosts, and this happened last year, two years ago, I had two podcast hosting companies that I recommended based on, you know, what the client needed. And with one of them, I got paid a like a 50% of the first month's billing one time. So I might make I might refer to somebody to, to that company and I might make $10. And so every quarter they pay out quarterly and I would get something like that. It wasn't, it's not a lot. But at the same time, I began using a new hosting company for my podcast, for this podcast that you're listening to. And I love it. I love what they're doing. I love the innovation that they're doing. They keep adding new features all the time. They let you have multiple podcasts without charging you a separate fee, which I had like four accounts set up with my other hosts because I was having to pay a monthly fee for each one. So again, using them and I love them. And when I found out that their affiliate program pays me 25% recurring commission for the life of my referrals, obviously it makes sense as long as everything, you know, that the client needs is there. It makes sense for me to refer someone to one podcast host over another. So I do. And you want to look for places that give you recurring commission. Things that I use for affiliates all fall into what a podcaster would need. Things like Squadcast or Riverside or Amazon affiliates for the microphones that I recommend and the audio interfaces and the headphones and things like that that people are always asking me about. Why would I not link those up with my Amazon link? If people are asking me, Christy, what what mic do you recommend? I'm selling that mic and tell them to go to Amazon and get it. Why should I not get commission for that? By that same token, if I'm having to tell people where to go to record and where to go to, I mean, even like with my uh, tools that we use for like ClickFunnels and Surfer SEO and things like that, like these are products that I use and I love and they help my business. They help me grow. And why would I not want other people to use them as well? And if I'm recommending them, why would I not be an affiliate for them? Right. So these are the things and all of them are going to have going to be looking for companies that have monthly recurring commission. I don't want just a one time payout. 
I wanted to make my company's affiliate program the same type of thing. I want you to have monthly recurring commission. If you refer someone to me, I'm going to give you 10% of the lifetime billing of every single month of that customer that you sent me. So I want you to like, I want to be the good affiliate that you could recommend. But you have to be realistic about these things. Like it's never wrong to to try to set yourself up to have multiple streams of income from your podcast. It's not. You want to have multiple streams of income. But understand putting all your bags in affiliate marketing, unless you are really good and have a system for affiliate marketing, which you could, but for the average podcaster, they don't. You don't have an email list. You don't have, you know, a built-in audience base to sell affiliate products to. So you're trying to sell them to strangers that are listening to your podcast for the content and not really looking for the tools or other things that you're recommending. So understand that you want things like affiliate marketing and affiliate products to be part of your revenue portfolio. And I would say, you know, I'm like 10 years into this game of being in business for myself. And probably I would say five to six years into affiliate marketing. And every year I can probably track back maybe around $10,000 of total revenue for affiliates. Now, here's the thing. I'm not doing a lot. It's all stuff that I'm doing incidentally along the way anyway. I'm not building marketing campaigns. I could do a lot more for affiliate marketing, right? But I am not pushing it as my main source of income because it's not going to be that for me. But at the same time, I don't. why would I leave $10,000 on the table every year? Right. It doesn't make sense to do that. So you should take advantage of every single thing. If there is something that you can be an affiliate for, whether it's a joint venture that you can partner with somebody and pitch it to your podcast or whatever, like I'm all for doing that. But that's kind of an aside. Right. That's kind of a unless you want to make it your full time thing. Now, here's the thing. Pat Flynn, like Pat Flynn was great at affiliate marketing. And he did it forever. Like when he when when back whenever John Lee Dumas started his podcast and you know that was back in the time whenever Pat Flynn hadn't really taken on podcasting to the fullest extent. And so Pat might put out one podcast a month, but most of he he was the original one that started publishing income reports. And you would see his income reports. My gosh, he started making, you know, thirty thousand dollars a month and forty thousand dollars and fifty thousand dollars a month. And it was literally all from affiliate income. He was recommending what email programs to set to use and email services. And he was recommending what website hosting to use. And he was recommending all these different things because that was part of his niche, setting up online business for a passive income. So he had to talk about those things anyway. And he made a ton of money, literally, you know, what most employees would think is a ton of money, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 dollars a month. And he was thrilled with that until he saw John Lee Dumas come along and John started doing sponsorships for his podcast. And then he started doing Podcasters Paradise and he started creating courses and all these different things. And Pat was like, wait a minute, affiliate income is only scratching the surface here. And so he changed his model and began creating courses and other programs and communities and things like that that you can buy into. So understand 
that you have to have a really good program to do or a really good system, I should say, to do affiliate marketing well. And most podcasters aren't going to do that. It might take you six months or a year to get your first commission from an affiliate. You might even find that your affiliates have, what do you call it, payout thresholds. And unless you, like one affiliate I'm with right now has a payout threshold of $250. And unless you get $250 a commission, that doesn't get paid out to you. So it's going to sit there and sit there and sit there until you push it over the 250 threshold and then they pay out. So understand that it's part of it. It needs to be something about, you know, something to do with your niche that you're being an affiliate for. And you need to build it into your systems, build it into what you're doing and just make it a part of it. But again, it's not, as my dad would say, going to be your beans and taters, right? It's not going to be what puts food on the table and what pays your mortgage. It is going to be passive income mostly that you get as an aside and it's really nice to get it because you could take all of that and you could put it in a special fund it could be your vacation fund it could be whatever else you want if you want some big piece of equipment or you want something crazy you know make it your put your affiliate income toward that that's kind of passive income anyway and you don't want to walk away from that but at the same time be realistic that most of the time podcasters that start out Um, are just mentioning an affiliate on their podcast, and they're not doing all of the other steps for affiliate marketing. And unless you're doing them all, you're probably going to fall short and only get random, random amounts of money and something that's not predictable. And the whole thing with what we want you to do is begin to create revenue streams that become predictable in your life. And whenever your business begins to have predictable revenue streams, then you can begin taking your podcast to the next level. And then you have money to turn around and invest in getting the help you need to truly make this business work. And so so I just wanted to kind of give you a little bit of a reality check. You know, you can uh, literally, if you were starting a podcast today and you came to me and said, Christy, I want your help. I want you to be launching my podcast and helping me monetize my podcast I have a system and we would get that podcast monetized within 60 days. Now, it would it's going to be a lot of work. But if you're willing to do the work and you're willing to put in the effort, it is something that can be done. So there's not like it's not like you have to pay your dues and spend months or years or anything else trying to, uh, I guess, pay homage to the podcast money gods before they turn around and give you some back. But understand that most people are not prepared to do the work and they're not prepared to go all in. And so one of the things I want you to get ready for is building your systems and building your podcast so that you're creating passive income as you go with affiliates and other things that you can do. Uh, But at the same time, I want you to be able to have higher ticket bread and butter products and things that you're going to be building communities around and you're going to be feeding your people and that who you serve and how you serve them um, is going to be critical and coming up with those things. So I hope this has not been a Debbie Downer for you today because um, you can, you know, obviously have a successful podcast with very few downloads. You can obviously monetize a podcast. You don't have to have a certain built-in audience before you monetize it. You don't have to podcast for three years before you can make a 
podcast monetized. Um, and you don't have to wait a year or two before you can begin getting email opt-ins. But there are specific levers that we pull when we have the knowledge to do that. Now, I'm going to be I'm going to be doing a challenge very soon. Um, it's going to be, uh, I think, December 6th is the date of it. And I'll be announcing very quickly. But it's going to be essentially where we create, we spend five days together creating your perfect podcast offer. And once you have your perfect podcast offer, then you'll be able to go from there and begin pitching it to your podcast and begin getting your first podcast clients and begin making your first podcast money. So I'll be announcing that very soon. I'm excited about it. I'm in the final stages of getting everything prepped for it and getting, you know, that whole thing built out so that you'll have everything you need to create your perfect podcast offer in just five days. So I want to get you a quick win and then you can turn around and then begin monetizing your podcast. So I hope that'll be helpful to you. I hope you've not been discouraged by the uh, lack of uh, stunning reality that I can reveal to you today with what to expect from your podcast and kind of maybe it helps you know that you're probably about average for um, a podcaster and that's okay. It's okay to be average. I've, I've, you know, always been average all my life and never thought I was in the 1% or the elite of anything. And so that's okay. I still have a great life. I still have a great business and you can too. So um, also, if you need a podcast tune up, I've still been doing these for a lot of people, especially as we head into the beginning of the year. I think a lot of people are focused on like next year is the year that they're really going to, you know, get all this right on their podcast and they're going to make it count. And so uh, if you need a podcast tune up, you can find out all about that at teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. It's basically where I just go in and kind of look at everything you're doing and give you um, some low hanging fruit. You can tweak to get more people to find your show. You can things you can do to get people to opt into your things, whatever they are, whether they're uh, freebies or paid stuff, and then get you kind of a path laid out for your first monetization of your podcast. So really, there's there's lots of work to be done besides um, just creating the content for your podcast. And if you do it the right way, and you set it up the right way, then you can make it happen. And here's the thing, you guys, this is like, clearly, this is not my first podcast, like my first podcast, this started out like in 2012. Like I did not take advantage of all these things. I did not monetize it. I just threw out there, everything was thrown out in free content creation mode. And I spent all day long and doing interviews and figuring out how to edit my show and do all this stuff. And I never made a dime from it. And I spent money on it. And it was just one of those missed opportunities that I have to look at because I was not a business person back then. I was not in business for myself. I was an employee. I never even knew what what was what could wait for me down the road on the other end of podcasting. And you're in that same boat right now. You're you've got a podcast. So let's just not make you go through those same steps that I had to go through and learning. And then, you know, 10 years later, here I am showing you how to monetize a podcast within 60 days. And so want to shortcut your success. So if you need me, you know where to find me, teampodcast.com. If you need a tune up, go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. And uh, we'll see you here again next week. Hope you have an awesome week. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.